Welcome to Cleveland Browns News. I'm your host, Rob O'Reilly. A big game yesterday, uh, a game that only the Japanese would be happy with, ending in a tie. Uh, rainy mess of a game that was poorly managed at the end, I would say. Let's start with that. Hugh Jackson, um, if you listen to the podcast, you know I question his intellect and his football knowledge, and that was very apparent when we had what, 30 seconds left, and he ran the ball and decided to just wait and wait and then spike the ball with 13 seconds left and then kick a field goal. Um, okay, not saying that his time management would have changed the outcome of that kick, but it could have. I mean, first of all, why not hustle up to the line and run the ball again? Uh, our running game had been going well, and I feel like at worst, it's a zero. I didn't think they would be, we would have been stuck for a loss, right? It would have been, at worst, zero yards. Um, at best, maybe you gain five more yards, ten more yards, make the field go easier. There was plenty of time to do it. It was only second down. Could have ran the ball on second down, even maybe even third down. Who knows, depending on how much time you had left. Then spike the ball with only a little bit of time left, like, you know, between four and zero seconds, four and one seconds, I should say. Um, I don't understand why you'd ever run, let the clock run and then spike it at 13 seconds, knowing that you're then giving the other team 13 seconds to go downfield if you miss the kick. It made zero sense from a strategic standpoint. Uh, the, I mean, think about how ridiculous it would have seemed if Pittsburgh had then scored after the missed field goal on a Hail Mary or something. I think that would have been grounds to fire Hugh Jackson, and I still think it is. It's just, he's just not smart. He doesn't get it. This is like basic Madden strategy. How is it that every coach of the Cleveland Browns has less football knowledge than the average kid who plays Madden? That's what I just can't understand. Um, <laughs> let me just take you through my thoughts on the game. Uh, point by point. Miles Garrett, a beast. He is everything we hoped he'd be. I think he was kind of injured all last season, so he never stood out as being as spectacular as he is now that he's healthy and motivated. I think more than anything, he's on a good team now, and so he feels motivated. He had a sack, two forced fumbles. Um, the play where he got called for roughing the passer I thought was total BS. Uh, you know, if you look at the play... Roethlisberger throws the ball. He's already jumping in the air to tackle him. I mean, what is he? I don't understand what these defenders are supposed to do. What if Roethlisberger had been pump faking, right? If he had just pump faked, and then oh, you can't tackle him, you know, and then he runs away and throws another pass. It's do you get what I'm saying? That he he doesn't know yet whether he's pump faking or actually going to release the ball. So how does he stop himself from that tackle? It just doesn't make sense. Then. um, uh, there were some bad calls. Um, Roethlisberger uh, on that long, long scramble he had, I think, in the second quarter. Uh, there's watch that play again. There is someone who is just holding the entire way. <laughs> there's a wide receiver blocking for him, and he's just literally just holding the guy back. And it didn't get called. It drove me insane. Um, I thought we got I, it. Kind of balanced out because I thought we got lucky with that punt that hit um, Chubb's helmet. I thought it definitely hit his helmet, and that should have been Steelers' ball. 
Um, Chubb looked really good, by the way. He had good patience running the ball. I liked what he did. Um, Njoku looked horrible. He needs to catch the ball. He needs to figure out. I mean, I know he's like, what, 22, 23, but oh my God. He's still got potential, but please catch the ball. When did that one play, especially, it was third down, third and long, and it went right into his hands and he dropped it. Um, let's see what else. Landry looked great. He had that one really amazing catch towards the beginning of the game. And I liked how he got under the defender's skin and got the defender to, uh, you know, penalized for fighting and throwing his helmet. Um, Denzel Ward looked great. He had two interceptions. I take back my previous words about how we should have drafted Bradley Chubb. Uh, well, I don't know if I fully take it back yet. Time will tell, but, um, but I'm very pleased with what I saw of Denzel Ward. Two interceptions in your first game, and not only that, but a lot of the game he was guarding Antonio Brown, and that's not easy, and he didn't ever totally look, like, lost or out of place, which I think is great for a rookie. I was very happy with him. Um, overall, a good game. I mean, to tie the Steelers, who I think are a good team, is promising. Uh, I think Vegas had the Browns losing that game by, like, four points. So, um, you know, to tie it, uh, to have a chance to win it at the end. Oh, how funny was it when... <laughs> oh, Avery had a good game, too. He had that forced fumble that led to that uh, almost game-winning field goal at the, in overtime. But that was a gr- hilarious how... After uh, Schobert returned the interception from the, I guess it wasn't, a, yeah, it was a force, well, it wasn't an interception technically, it was a fumble that went up high in the air. And after he returns it, they showed the Browns, uh, like the dog pound, and this guy is just standing there giving the middle finger to the Steelers. And I was like, ah, oh, so proud to be from Cleveland. All right, that's all, it, all I have for this week. Um, uh, these podcasts are up. Uh, about once a week and generally less than five minutes. So I think you should just subscribe and then you'll easily to get my five minute rants every week. So click the subscribe. Thanks for listening. Bye.